0: And that illustrates what I always say, which is life's a patch. And that's a P, not a B.
1: Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie
2: Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Matt Rouse. Today, my guest is Tracy Lamore. Tracy, how are you? I am very good. Hello. Thank you so much. Hey, no problem. Now, Tracy's an international award-winning publicist and the founder of Lamore Media. I wanted to ask you first, before we get too into PR and media, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you do?
0: I started my company five years ago along with my partner and husband general partnership was uh, with Dave Parkinson. And then just now during COVID, we've scaled up and we incorporated as Lamori Media. And so I work with clients literally across industries. A lot of people think, you know, when you think about a publicist, you think about uh, authors and entertainers. And I, that's about half of my work. The other half is with small businesses, with experts, you know, in various fields, just essentially helping to elevate and celebrate their workshops shining a spotlight on the work that they're doing, finding media opportunities for them, mainstream media, television, radio, newspapers as well as you know, podcasts and effective blogs of the Huffington Post and that kind of large you know nature. So that's what I do is basically help people shine a light on what they do which you know hopefully if they're in business brings them not just, you know, more customers and all that stuff that their goals would be, you know, in terms of advertising, but also give them the third party credibility that social credibility the, the, that build them as thought leaders, that sort of thing. So that's what I do. And I also am in the midst of almost finished writing a book about it that my publisher's waiting on called Get Wrapped: Build Your Brand with Effective Public and Media Relations. So I also speak about it and teach about it, how to do a little bit of it yourself, what you can do yourself, when you need a publicist, if you need a publicist, what you should, all that stuff.
2: Okay, so that leads me to a fantastic question, which is, when does someone need a publicist?
0: So I would say, and this is not a sales pitch. There's never really a wrong time. It would depend on your goals. So if you're in marketing or advertising, which is not the same as PR, you think, well, if I have a, 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 a something coming up, if I have a launch coming up, if I have a book coming up, it will be around that specific thing. But in terms of building you as a thought leader, as an expert, uh, something like a book or the fact that you're head of a company, you know, doing widgets makes you an expert in widgets. Or the if your book is about, you know, divorce and discovery or whatever, like one of my client's books, you're an expert in that field. But it's not about selling a product. That's a, a side effect of what happens when you build yourself as a product. When you give yourself as a source to media, to be quoted on things, it doesn't matter, who I always say, it doesn't matter if you're a real estate agent, if you mow lawns for a living, no matter what you do, you have an expertise that somebody somewhere is either writing about and could use you as a source, or there are stories they're not writing, because only, you, you know, you have that information and have them provided to the general public. So there are opportunities every single day that come in that a publicist gets on their desk that they can instantly, you know, put you towards. And then also on the other side, if you're, if you're strategic, you can start thinking about, you know, messaging and maybe you want to reach out to reporters on your own. But before you do that, you know, not only do you have to put in a lot of time to do that, but you have to really make sure you understand the difference between them, editorial and advertorial, which a lot of entrepreneurs have trouble getting their heads around, which can burn your bridge with the news department, you know, as easily as you can build one. So you have to be careful with that.
2: So just so that we can clear that up a little bit more an advertorial is where you're paying to put a quote story about your product or service into a publication of some kind.
0: Yeah, like some even more, yeah, even more broad than that. That's, that's the most obvious. Like, you know, for financial post, for example, you'll be reading it. And then all of a sudden there's something that looks sort of like an article, you know, that's paid. But and that costs a whole lot of money. And that's not something that we do. I can, I can help people do that. I can, cause I know the media, I know the buyer. So if people want to do that kind of advertising, I can help direct them and do the words for them and everything. But in terms of, even when you're talking about your messaging, you, when you're thinking, I'm going to put out a press release and I'm sending it to the news department and I want them to interview me. Most entrepreneurs have a huge block because we're so used to thinking marketing and advertising that that's where we go is, you know, let's tell them about the great things about my product. But you don't see that on the news. That's not a news story. So the way to get that in the back door to talk about your product is by them because they have to talk about your product if they're talking to you because that's why you're an expert, right, or your book or whatever else. So they may not be doing a deep dive like an ad would. So basically when you want to get the news's attention, they're not in the the business of giving you free advertising. They'll be happy to send you to their ad department. So in order to get that real interview, that earned media where they're actually interviewing you in a news story, which is what I do for clients when what I get clients, the opportunities, is you have to make sure, before you even reach out to them, make sure you really understand, is this a real story? Is this something that if I was an editor with 22 minutes you know, of a news broadcast or eight pages in a, in a daily paper that I really would choose among all the other stories... You know, that my demographic needs that I'd be remiss not to give them. So you have to have that news person's mind, not the entrepreneur's mind before you reach out because like any, you you only open up a percentage of your emails. They get a thousand emails to every hundred you get, so they're only even opening up the ones with the really sharp tagline that shows that it is a hard news story, or you know, or something of interest if it's a lifestyle story or whatever. But you have to really get yourself in the headspace of giving them something like you're actually giving them content that is worthwhile to them and their audience, as opposed to thinking, oh gee, I hope I can get free because they are very aware of that especially in business stories yeah and the the hardest stories to place are business stories we do it all the time but it's, you got to be strategic you got to be careful with your messaging you got to be very cognizant of those things
2: yeah and if you think that you have a finely tuned bs meter you should see if you're a reporter <laughs> right oh <laughs> yeah everybody trying to sell them all the time, but, but pretend they're not selling them.
0: Absolutely, so that's the thing, you're not going to fool them with your, your, so you have to actually be giving them, but you can't, people don't think about that, but say so if you're watching a news story, and depending, you know, and you would turn around to your friend or your partner and say, oh, you know what I think about that, and it's based on, you know, your your professional opinion, your whatever, that right there could be a topical press release. If it's something that's like an ongoing story, where you know they're going to be talking about it again, or that there's a reason they may, and you come come in with a different viewpoint or a different voice, a credible voice, that's a perfect opportunity to hang your hat and say, here's what I have to say about this, and this is why I'm credible to say it. And you'd be surprised how often that gets you on NBC News.
2: You know, I always think back a while ago, a friend of mine started a business, a very successful business right now. And actually, she just opened a grocery store, of all things, but she started with a bakery But the funny thing is, is they had a lady who used to go on to one of the local news stations and teach people how to like bake things for like holidays and stuff like that. And the lady, I don't know what happened. She retired or moved or something. And so she she basically just called them up. And it turns out that, yeah, they they were interested and she would come in and like bake Easter cookies or something. There you go.
0: See? And that illustrates what I always say, which is life's a pitch. And that's a P, not a B. Life is literally a pitch. It's all a pitch. You present yourself well. You present your expertise. You present your idea for a story. And, you know, here's a tip, too. If you're writing to that reporter, don't be just like, hey, I'm Bob. I want to be a source because I know about lawns. Give them three story ideas. Give them ideas. I can make a a compelling segment talking about blah, 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 and about blah, 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 and about, okay, gee, that's, that's something that could be of interest to our reader so really think about the the story and don't be afraid to have that spotlight on you a lot of people are nervous about it or you know just have your little elevator pitch know what you're saying and and that's it, but that's, you hear thought leader, thought leader, and all this stuff these days, more and more as we move forward, there are so many opportunities to speak, whether it's podcasts or panels or on the news and writing opportunities, that if you're not doing that, you can be sure that even if you're doing a great job of what you do, unless you're not looking for new clients and you're happy with the clients you have, if you're just doing a great job of what you do, other people are taking advantage of those opportunities who are in your industry, and then they're being called thought lead, and they're being blah, 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 and then they're putting these things on their website, and then when someone going to your website and then their website, they're going and choosing them to be their service provider simply because they've been interviewed internationally about it. And so that's what Publicist does.
2: So you had mentioned about earned media earlier, and I think that might be something that that some of our listeners may not know what earned media is. And I was gonna say you can define it probably a little better than I can, so maybe I'll let you do that. Basically, that that's you know
0: the opposite of being able to buy. You know, which is what I do is I'm client pays me, and then I don't ask them to pay for any media spots. So they don't pay to be on any news. You don't pay to be on, you know, anything like that. They don't pay you either to be on the news. It's an opportunity for you to speak and share your expertise, and then get clients and see you potentially, right? But so earned media means Means the media that you can't buy is the opposite of advertising. It means they are coming to you as, a, as an expert. You're a credible expert. You're being presented as, you know, we spoke to Dr. Whatever in the broadcast, in the news broadcast, in the news article written by the journalist, not advertising copy written by, you know, the guy who writes with that stuff. Written by, so that's what. You know, getting those two aspects of that one, you know, and most people are familiar with the press release, which is writing that compelling one pager or could be a media advisory with just the basic information. Usually you want to put a quote in there, you know, Bob said. You know, so that if they're not going to interview you, they can just say, hey, this is happening, quote, quote, here's what he said. Throw it in. They have a ready-made little article. Other ways you can, you know, take advantage of things like that is if you're a writer, write an article and offer to them as um, either an op-ed or as a a royalty-free article. I've seen that be really successful. But even when you do that, again, do not think avatorial, like here's an opportunity to write 800 words on my company. If you want to get your company into that article, think about something like what's an issue? you going on in my industry that my company solves. And even then, don't write the whole 800 pages about your company. What you would do in that instance is say, you know, say your company solves some problem with whatever demographic. You think about whatever that problem is. You write an article about that problem. Then you quote someone in your company, talk about your solution, and then that will be an ad right there. And then you continue with the article, quote somebody else, and say another company, not a competitor, because obviously you don't want to do that. That negates what you're doing. But find somebody else that serves a similar demographic that can speak to the problem or has a solution that's a different kind of solution that doesn't change your, you know what I mean? Like, because a compliments. So you may be giving them free advertising. Sure. Great. Whatever. Doesn't matter. The point is now you've got a legitimate story. Like you're writing an article. You're one of the people quoted and you'd have your due diligence to the bottom. You know, Bob is, you know, the head of whatever company he mentioned to you. but you're also talking to somebody else, but then like, you're actually doing a dive into that problem solving. So that makes it editorial. So like, think like read the newspaper, what you're proposing, would that be in an article? Watch the news is what you're proposing. Would that be in a a 22 minute news broadcast? And really, if you want to do it yourself, which is possible, that's how I started, right? Really, make sure you understand all that before you even reach out to media and then you write your compelling little piece. But I really propose if you have a marketing budget, if you have any budget at all, take a month away from marketing, hire me because I work internationally or any other publicist. I mean, really, hire a publicist is my point, right? If you like me, you are certainly welcome to hire me, but i hire a publicist just to see, not just so they can do the work and then you can get those benefits for the month, but also to educate yourself to see how they frame you the end of the month you'll have that little thing more about you know Matt right how they frame you the kind of pitches they do what successes they have and then if you're a do-it-yourself kind of person who wants to spend two hours a day or an hour a day looking at all the up incoming opportunities that you may be able to be inserted into sources you know finding podcast opportunities writing pitches reaching out to media you know you can do that or you may decide yeah I really like having someone do that service and put all these things on my plate for me and I just show up and I do the quotes and bam, I'm in the newspaper. But the thing is, entrepreneurs often, 80% of entrepreneurs are not thinking this way. You know, we just aren't. We think about ads.
2: People think social media and they think advertising and they don't really think about media. And because they think of social media is media now, right? Absolutely. Here's a fun fact that I just read the other day. If you take it dollar for dollar of subscription versus paid advertising, the... Cable, television, cable and satellite television market is still a thousand times the size of the OTT market. And OTT meaning like your Netflix, Disney, all that, right? Disney Plus or whatever, HBO, Showtime. So everybody thinks nobody watches the news anymore because you got rid of your cable so that you could just have better Internet and Netflix, you know, six months ago. But most people haven't done that yet. (laughs) Right. There's still way more people.
0: And even if you have, even if you have, they still have the news. You know, because I got clients in the mainstream news all the time, right? And I don't, I you know, I don't even have cable, but I because I have every single streaming service known to man, (laughs) which probably costs ten times more than cable. But if you go to all of the newscasts, most of a lot of them you can watch live, but almost all of them, like twelve hours later, will have the important stories in little three-minute sound bites, whether it's on their YouTube or it's on their actual page, which is great for sharing that particular, you know.
2: And then they share them on the socials anyway.
0: Yeah, it's exactly, right, where most people end up seeing them, yeah. And you're right about the TV. My my parents, all they all still have TV. My brother still have The only reason I don't is because I didn't have the big huge wall, you know. every Everybody on my street still, you walk down the street at night and you still see that big thing on the wall, you know, through the living room, right, the television. So you're right, most people, I don't know what the percent, but most people still have TV.
2: Yeah. And lots of lots of people still watch, especially like morning show news and, and evening news. Those are really high. And same with like the drive shows, even though there's not as many people commuting. You know, just because your office works from home at COVID doesn't mean everybody else's does, right? So I mean, obviously this is changing and a lot of more people are going to things like podcasts instead of radio, but I mean it's still minuscule compared to the actual total. There's something like 40 million homes in the United States. Yeah. Well, I've listened to a podcast once a month, but like 150 million listen to the radio. Right. I mean, it's still dwarfs them in size. But I'm not saying go advertise on the radio because, I mean, that has other issues, which we could talk about. I mean, it works for some people. But let me ask you this, though. Say I'm a small business. I'm spending a couple grand a month, maybe on advertising, two, three, five, whatever amount what kind of budget do you think is kind of a good way to like dip your toe in the water for like PR and media?
0: So if you go, there's a big way if if you go to like a PR house and most of them will charge like a big corporate PR house, well they usually started 3000 bucks a month, three months minimum, which is like a big major marketing campaign. Right. However, I work. I find that's out of the range, and I could certainly charge only that. I have some clients that I charge that to. Depends on, you know, the, the scope of the project. If it's a big Hollywood project and stuff, but I find that's out of the range of a lot of entrepreneurs. Uh, certainly during COVID, right? But even before that, and even if it's not out of their financial range. Their initial mindset, because of the issue that we spoke of, which is they're they not familiar with the idea of using PR for an entrepreneur. They maybe can't see themselves in media. They're not really sure what it's going to be like. They haven't thought about that, you know? So if you could, I think, unless they're already thinking that and they're calling up and looking between PR houses, and that's the price and you choose one. But if you're trying to actually work, which I work with a lot of small and medium-sized businesses because I like to help develop you know, I started working with, you know, my friends at small businesses, made them rock stars. You know, show, I, I got them in Chicago Tribune, got them this, so I can do that easily for people. So they hire me. I already know, boom. But I mean, those, those big names don't, I don't promise those because those come, you never know. I've gotten my clients in New York Times and Good Housekeeping and Oprah.com and Reader's Digest and, and a whole bunch more. But that doesn't mean I get every client in that. Everything's about the story, the right pitch for that moment and that audience and all that, right? But every, every successful story. Leads to another, you know, great media cause coming me from your story, but, blah, blah, blah. but you know, there's there's just so many opportunities that it's just ridiculous not to take advantage of them right now.
2: So if somebody's got a couple thousand dollars a month, they should be able to kind of get their feet wet on PR.
0: Oh yeah. And I was starting to say, absolutely. And even more like I'll work with, if people want to call me, for example, I've got some packages together because I have such a niche working with some like guiding small and medium sized entrepreneurs and different consulting and other things too. I've put together some really affordable packages in the range of like 500 to a thousand dollars, depending on what they want. The more side of things if they want a lot of new writing, a lot of their own press releases, a lot of, there was VIP in the days of VIP parties,
2: We're not going to break the bank here for somebody who's an entrepreneur and wants to get going.
0: No, no, that's what I'm saying. So I've made packages available so you can literally dip your toe in for a month or three months, which is better for strategy three to six months, and see the results. And everybody renews, recommends people because everybody is amazing. You know, when you get that nice big article and that big profile of you that you can share and that you put on your page, and that's that social proof. And you, you know, you see all of your clients saying, "Wow, congratulations for that!" and sharing it. That's one. That's one thing. And then you get another and you get another. That's, you see the value of that. There's two values. One is like traditional advertising. Obviously it's going to bring people to you. And the other is people that are already there, maybe comparing and whatever. So even if you're doing some, say your your product or service is local. But you get some, you know, major media like interna- you know, international media. Well, they may not, the listeners of that initially may not be your, your audience. But when you post that on your page and everybody sees that locally, that's a big deal that you're featured there. And that's when you get called the thought leader and speaking opportunities open up. And yeah, so you can come in on with me, you know, for my little opening intro PR package for entrepreneurs for as low as, you know, 500 and change. But I recommend the, the three months because then it gives us more strategy time. But most publicists won't tell you that. They always want to say that. And I don't, you know, give those prices because. I'm like, I have a better resume and more media about me and all that than the 90% of publicists out there. But I really just don't come from that thing where I was looking to be a corporate publicist. I don't really like working with corporate because they can't do it, make a decision. Everything's at you. Send them a media opportunity. <laughs> right. And it's a boardroom. Who's going to talk about it? What should we say? Well, then the media opportunity is gone by the time they figured out what they're going to say, who's going to talk. So I like it where there's, if it's corporate, there has to be one decision maker who's ready to speak to media. That's my guy. So I really like... Like I said, bringing people who are doing amazing things, just shining that spotlight on them, and boom, 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 because they're already doing that work. You know, it elevates them. And and now, let me
2: say that this is this is an earned media. You coming on my show? This is not an advertorial.
0: even though we sound like promoting PR. Yeah. I'm not even saying go to another publicist. You know, if you got a local one, check them out. I like think, just think about PR. Cause I do. I also, I'm not here to just do that. I also, you know, sp- I, part of what I do is speak on panels, speak, talk to speak about PR. Why, what, did, why should I think about it? You know? So just talk to a publicist. <laughs> I,
2: was, uh, I was interviewing Phil Palucha from billionaires and boxers is a podcast and tv show and he was mentioning that one of the big advantages that you have with the podcast world is being able to go on podcasts that are from other countries or you know outside of of your kind of local neighborhood but then taking those things and sharing them locally just like you were saying is 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 to kind of think globally but act locally right and even if you know let's say I don't know you're 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 I always like to use the plumber analogy so you're you have a plumbing company in you know who knows where london ontario or or you know somewhere in Texas or wherever it doesn't really matter. If you're on a podcast in in New Zealand and you're talking about removing BPA from plastic PVC piping that goes into, you know, homes and, and how it's safer and whatever that information is that you're telling that you're the expert about. If you share that in your hometown, everybody's like, wow, you were on this show in New Zealand. Like, that's crazy. Right. And and it's a talking point. Right. And a lot of people forget that. And I shouldn't say people forget almost no one knows that the talk trigger the talking point right the j bear talk trigger kind of thing is what you want on your social media because you want people to have something to talk about you for to other people right exactly
0: you got it yeah exactly yeah and they get excited about that oh look my my plumber they, and they'll share that hey look this guy they'll share this is the guy that came and did my pipes last week So share that locally and then be, oh, wow, he's a rock star. I'm going to call that guy instead of, you know, ABC plumber, right? And I use the analogy like your your plumber is my real estate agent. I have an agent now, but for years I was like, oh, my God, I need to get a real estate agent client, even though I normally am not looking for clients because so many opportunities for real estate agents would come in without me even looking for them. Hey, we're looking for like on the daily and real estate agents, meanwhile, are a demographic that... They have different. They have trouble differentiating themselves from each other. They spend so much money in advertising. Everybody knows five agents. They're like competing like a maniac if they think they they might have a sale. But you know what happens when you get like. Meanwhile, there's an authority magazine is doing a feature. Meet the the women leaders of real estate. Any real estate agent I can get them in that as long as they have a legit profile and they're doing good things and you know they have a. So there you go. You have that. Now you're on the big. Hey, look at me featured and meet the women leaders of you know. Why would they go to someone else?
2: Yeah, it's a no brainer for real estate. And so like I was saying, my friend that the Mindy from Decadent Creations in Hillsborough, if you're ever out there, she makes great stuff. But she was the one doing the cooking shows. And and I don't know which order it came in. And maybe she had done the other show first, but she was on that show Chopped, where you have they give you all the different ingredients, you have to make something. And she won on Chopped, Right. And that's the talk trigger. Everybody who goes to her shop is like, oh, you should go to Mindy's. She has, you know, the best cookies in town or the best cupcakes or whatever it is. Right. And they go, oh, yeah, she's the girl that won chopped. Everybody goes, oh, she was on the studio. Right. And then they immediately go and they even have like a sandwich board sign. It's like, come try the cupcakes by the girl who won chopped, you know, and an arrow that points it there. And that's media exposure. Right. And she still goes on every holiday. I mean, just a few weeks ago, she was on TV on the morning show making Christmas cookies or something, right?
0: And they're referring to that and yeah.
2: Yeah, earned media is absolutely worth it. It's it's worth its weight, gold, and it's the gift that keeps on giving, you know, because you can use it over and over and over again yeah.
0: and it's not hard to get there there are actual ways that you can do it you know it's not like I know people get have this trouble getting their head around that I like, think the people they see on TV or the people they see on those stages are different than they're just sitting there doing their job no no that's literally the reason that those are the people that because you always think if, if they interview a doctor on TV he must be the very best doctor in town No, he's probably the one that sent them the story he's the one that had a good
2: publicist he's the doctor who has the best publicist in town
0: Right, So that's, you know, media doesn't know, or even authors make the mistake. They put out a book and they, they think that now the world's going to discover it, including media. And then they're surprised when, you know, maybe they're, they they're have like a self-published thing. Maybe they bought like a one press release thing and they put out some generic from the wire and they're waiting for like people to find their book and no one finds it because there's a million books being published all the time. Awesome ones.
2: I know that. I wrote three. <laughs>
0: You're talking about that, see, it, I always say it's like birthing a baby and then just not feeding a baby because you put all that time, effort, money—you know—all that stuff into it, right? Whether it's your time or your or money or both, and then it's like, well, it's just sitting there and you don't feed it. No, now you have to feed it. You have to keep going and giving money and you know food, whatever it is, to get it going at least for a while and not forever. But then once it's got its launch, where like you have someone actively calling, hey, have you interviewed this author? Not just about the book, because 20% of media will talk about a book, but the other 80% will talk about you as an expert, what the book
2: is about, what the, why you're You know, it's like there, there was a, a bombing in Nashville at the end of December. And I saw an article that somebody had posted. And in the article, they interviewed a person who's an expert on terrorism. And quoted him. And the only credential that they said about him was they're like, this is the guy who wrote this book about terrorism. Like, (laughs) there's no other, like, you know, education or anything to it, right?
0: And they probably caught him by doing one of these rechats like we see on our desk every once in a while. ANBC, with a deadline of Tuesday at 12, we're doing a, a story. We need quotes from somebody who's an expert in terrorism.
2: Yeah, especially stuff that's timely, you know? Like something happens on the news and they every place, especially something like, you know, I mean, obviously a bombing is something you don't want to have happen. Right. Unless you're a terrorism expert, I guess. But yeah, anything that's really timely, you know, like when vaccines started to get approved or something, every news article or every news journalist in the world is trying to find a vaccine expert to quote.
0: Absolutely. And we see that in our in those incoming saying looking for like all of a sudden there was a ton of requests regarding COVID. So we can see a day before by following those that come in where the news stories are going, what the, the tone of the tenor of the, of the country is. Yeah, it's really interesting.
2: So Tracy Lamore, I wanted to ask you, if somebody wants to reach out to you to talk and learn a little bit more about PR, what is the best place for them to get a hold of you?
0: So I live on Facebook, which is Tracy Lamore. Uh, On Instagram, I'm Tracy Lamore PR Media. And on the web, it's just lamorimedia.com. And I'm absolutely accessible on LinkedIn as well, Tracy Lamori. And I'm just, I'm more than happy to, you know, give a free consult if people want to talk about how this all might re- actually relate to them and their business and what I could do for them specifically in their industry. And
2: happy to talk about it. Perfect. Well, it's always nice to interview another fellow Canadian also. And so have a great time. Uh, I know it's, it's New Year's Eve when we're recording this right now even though this will be out probably like February 4th, I think is our our date for this one.
0: So hello to the future. Hopefully 2021 is okay.
2: (laughs) Hello future. That's right. And by the time February hits, like you'll all be vaccinated All the murder hornets will be gone. (laughs) Everything will be like, like just daisies coming up everywhere. The weather will be great. Well, I'll be flying all over on palm trees. That's right. There should be nothing but butterflies and puppies. Uh, (laughs) All right. Thank you, Tracy, for sharing your insight with us. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. Bye.
1: This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business.